Everybody, welcome back to Pivot, the Pivot Podcast. Woohoo! Season two, episode thirteen. Mm-hmm. The one after the Super Bowl, part two, part dos. I think this episode aired right after the previous one, right? I think so. I think that that's why they because they didn't have two Super Bowls. No, <laughs> so it was like it wasn't one episode though. It was two time two. slots, mm-hmm. so they took it all up. But mm-hmm. yeah, they did that again in season one. Do you remember that? They did, I but I think the that they head. broke that up to two different weeks no no that was all in one but for Mm -hmm. like purposes of the show when you watch it on hbo and when it's two different episodes, it's two different episodes so weird but oh well here we are um yeah so i don't really have much oh i have a lot let's go i I have a lot to check in first of all i do want to shout out rex the owner of our podcast studio here at steno (laughs) saved my pregnant ass with the i had I had pregnancy brain. Basically, I deleted our last episode. Totally gone. Rex came in and saved the day. So thank you so much, Rex. Rex, you are a gentleman and a scholar. If you need an amazing podcast studio or co-working space, check out Steno Denver. It's the shit. It is awesome. Highly, highly suggest. I personally use it for co-working every now and then. So definitely come do it. Yeah. Okay. So I have two things. Mm-hmm. I have done our mid-season check-in on the tallies. Ooh, okay. I'm and then excited. I also have a TV watch little con- update. Content Content play, play update. Like it. What do you okay. want to do first? Let's do the tallies. Okay. Are you sure? No. <laughs> I said that and I'm like, I'm instantly regretting saying that. I disagree, so I'm going to be nice and I don't ask know. you if you're sure. If that showed on my face, I was like, mm. No. no. Okay. Okay. Con- content content play. play update. So you remember when we were talking about the bear? Yes. And I like wrote off the bear. Yes. I'm going to slap my own hand and say that I should not have done that. Thank you. Graham and I binge watched season one and two of the bear this <gasps> entire like last weekend from like the last time we podcast. Are you okay? I mean, that's a lot to but digest. They're short episodes are like 30 30 minutes to an hour on the long ones, where there's not a lot of long ones. They're, but they're intense. Yes. So survey says like, Graham and I love this show. Yeah. We are, I, w- I could not have been more wrong about a, a TV show. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. <laughs> yes, chef. Like season one was good, but like season yes. two, holy shit. Right? There was, I, it's not like they changed the major ingredients into season two, in my opinion. It was just like they got into the thick of the psyche of all of these characters that they kind of teed up mm-hmm. in season one. Mm-hmm. And you were like fighting for everyone, but also pissed off at everyone at the same time. It was just, mm-hmm. oh, it's brilliant. If you haven't listened to The Bear and you, or if you haven't watched, I don't think we'll do spoilers, but like we will talk about like our thoughts and emotions. So if you want mm-hmm. to skip ahead, go for it. But see, yeah, season one was so carmy, car, car, Carmen yeah. focused, carmy focused, and it, not in a bad way, but it was great. It was, it was good. It, it is very intense. Yes. So if, you know, if you find like arguing fast paced shows, intense and anxious anxiety inducing you might want to break it up and not binge it like Graham and I did but when we got to season two like two episodes stuck out in my mind one was um honeydew when Marcus goes to Copenhagen and learns (gasps) from um 
love him. What the hell is his name? I know his name. I too, know his name. I told so Graham the entire time. He's the guy that plays the kid in We're the Millers. He's also in Maze Runner. Um, he, oh, he just was fabulous. And I read an article. Will Poulter. Yes, thank you, Will Poulter. He, like, there's. I, I read some sort of article on like not Wired. Um, something that I was like. That casting was so unbelievably brilliant mm-hmm. and he did such an amazing job. Yes, that that one just, and I know the other one you're gonna talk about. Justice for Will Poulter and his glow up because oh one, the man can act. Hell yeah. And this glow up, he is looking like he is a sexy man. Oh my gosh. Yes. Oh my god, with the little chef and he's teaching Marcus desserts. Like the oh. gl- like just the Marcus arc, like Oh my God. So good. Like season two is getting into all of these other characters in their backstories. Like Carmi really doesn't have a lot. And honestly, the episodes that I enjoyed the least were more Carmi and his girlfriend focused. Like I, his yes. girlfriend drove me nuts. They were so fucking boring. Yeah. I, it just, it's a, it's a mismatch. Yeah. But yes. And and, and you can tell she's just there to fuck shit up between Carmi and, um, Sid. Yeah. That's the only purpose. Um, Okay, what do you think my other favorite episode was? Well, I know what my favorite episode was, and I don't know the name of it, but it was the one where they sent Richie to... Yes, Forks! Yes, holy where he goes, shit. He goes to the, like, three-star Michelin restaurant. He's polishing Forks, and, mm-hmm. like, the growth, like... By the end of season two, Richie is my favorite character. Oh my God, me too. I'm so glad you said that. I did not see that. that coming. I didn't either because he annoyed the fuck out of me he in was, season yeah, one. I was, was just like, shit. all I want to do is punch him in the fucking face. Like he's so irritating. Mm-hmm. And then you just, you find yourself rooting for him and that slowly, it's like the slow mm-hmm. progression. And then they have that episode, which is main, his main feature. And you're just like, this dude has potential mm-hmm. and- I want to see him go for it. And oh, it's just so good. His turnaround and just like the way he owns everything and just makes expoing his bitch. Yeah. And like just he wears suits now because it makes mm. him feel good. I'm like, oh my God, I love this man. I loved it. Like absolutely. So, loved so it. good. The one that like I really it had a hard time with just because it was so chaotic. It was a good episode, but it was the Christmas episode. Fishes. It just, it was too much, but holy shit. Brian Oden, Brian Odenkirk, Bob, yeah. Oden, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk. And then, um, Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis are mm-hmm. both in it. And Jamie Lee Curtis, holy crap. That woman is amazing. Like yeah. she can act. Yeah. But her character, I also wanted to slap with a fish. I hope that, I hope that she comes back, um, for season three. Cause there's so much, there's so much undone like with her and her character and like I think so because they just there there was a lot left out. There was a lot lot left. There's a lot left to be said and tied yes. up. Yes. Um and then John Bernthal is really, really good. Who does he play? He he plays the brother Mikey. Yes, which it's funny. I really like him as an actor, but I just feel bad because everything I've ever seen him in, he is like He's playing somebody who, ooh, this is a spoiler. Okay, don't listen if you haven't watched it, but he always plays somebody that's dead. Mm-hmm. Just like, but this episode, like this this character, the character he plays in The Bear is, I feel like, different. It's a much more emotional role yes. than he's had previously. Yeah, he, it's a little bit more dynamic. Yeah, I, I liked Fishes. I would say Fishes is probably my third favorite episode. I would go Forks, 
honeydew fishes, yep. but only like the last 40 minutes of fishes. The first 20 minutes in, I, I think were just too chaotic for me and just yes. too like, what the fuck is happening here? And I lost myself kind of losing interest. But then the last 40 minutes, like you're just like on the edge of your seat. Like, is he going to throw the fork at him? Yeah. Like, like what is he going to do? Like, is why he is he so angry? The like, and then like, and then she, and then the mom comes in and just like, oh my God, it's just your heart breaks. And then she fucking drives through the like house. Holy shit. Do you yeah. think he should have thrown the fork or not thrown the fork? I think he should have thrown the fork. I yeah. stand by him. He he's he had to. Yeah. That's who he is. I back him. You yeah. know, he can't puss out. So like it's just oh, it's so good, you guys. You, you have to watch the, the bear. It's so good. I could not have been more wrong. Graham and I were mm-hmm. talking. I think the bear has jumped into like top five shows for us. Whoa. I could see it flirting. And this could be recency bias, but it could flirt with the top three. Like it there like Honeydew and Forks gave me like Ted Lasso vibes. Like like oh, the yeah. like the emotional investment that I had watching Ted Lasso, I got that. What like these two episodes were so good. Ooh, so Paul hasn't watched it. What I know, I binged it without him. That's okay. So sorry, sorry, not sorry. But um, I I told him about it. And he's like, oh yeah, I saw that. And so what? I, maybe what I'll go do now is I'll well, once we're done with Love Island, good God, it's taking <laughs> us still forever. Watching that. Oh, it's taking us forever. Um, because what happened is like we went on vacation and then we you're behind we're so we're already behind and then um we only get to watch like one episode a night yeah so i'm just like you guys have the baby yes yes so yeah but i just love the bear and it makes me sad to think like we're not going to get a new season for a very long time i know with the writer strike and the actors i know which you know we support the writers and actors but still totally oh yeah maybe this is a good like content plate like breather because Mm -hmm. it's just always thrown at you so fast you know Mm -hmm. it's so good yeah okay i'll get him to watch it and then i'll rewatch it i mean i don't think i i kind of want to rewatch it now like especially having seen season two rewatching season one and just seeing the foundations that they're laying with each character Mm -hmm. and then picking up stuff in season two of the episodes that i really loved that I might've missed in each episode. Totally. Like the attention to detail in this show is nuts. It's so thoughtful and intentional. It's just like you'd need in a three-star Michelin restaurant. Exactly. They got some three-star Michelin chefs up in that writer's room, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'd be fascinated to look at like what it went into making the show and just like, how did they learn about restaurant culture? Right. How did they learn about chef culture? Cause like, yeah, chefs are nuts. They're yeah. historically very hard to date people to date. They have lots of baggage. They have crazy good stories. Like, but historically, artistic people and creative people like that are like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Crazy is beautiful and crazy is creative. I don't know. But maybe we'll dig into it at some point in time. But I'm glad you gave it a chance. I gave it a chance. I loved it. And now I'm sad because my content plate is empty except for Outlander. Oh, but Outlander. I know, but it's just like, I have to like get back into it and be like, let's do this. Yeah. The show is so me. I should love this show mm-hmm. for some reason. Maybe I'm like not focusing enough. Maybe also, but it can go really slow though. Yeah. Like that show can be slow at a lot of points. Okay. Do you want to talk about our tallies? Yes. I'm super, super curious, but I have a feeling I know where it's going. Okay. It's really funny because it is. Yeah. Best friend. Who do you think 
is our best friend. Rachel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is the lowest scorer of the best friends? Chandler or Ross? Mm-mm. <gasps> Monica? Yes. Really? So it go, the order goes from top to bottom. Rachel with seven. Mm-hmm. Chandler with five. Joey with five. Okay. Um, and I think that's because we gave them the dual points when they were waiting with Phoebe. Yep. Ross with four, Phoebe with four. Interesting. Monica with zero. I wonder if that's because she's such a, like, she hasn't done anything. Yeah, she's so ancillary the first half of this season. I, I bet you that's why mm-hmm. is because she's such a, it's not like she's like a, a sub character, but Mm-mm. she just is not her. Her storyline do is not happening right now. Nothing's happening. I think she got fired. She did. Get That's fired. it. She got put in the corner. Um, your your best friend is Rachel by far. Yep, that your, makes sense. Your least best friend is Ross. I was gonna say yes. My best friend is very evenly just distributed with three votes across the board for Ross, Rachel, Chandler, and Joey. Wow. And then one for Phoebe and zero for Monica. Wow. No guest stars got best friends. Thank God. We Although didn't. you could make a strong argument for Monica's mom. Or oh, Rachel's mom. Sorry. Totally. Now I'm kind of regretting not I giving know. it to Marlo Thomas. I know. Right. But so super funny, interesting, but yeah, Rachel is our champion followed closely by Joey and Chandler. It's very interesting. Monica has nothing going on. Let's see how this goes the rest of the season. Yeah. So frenemy. Mm. Obvious. Avi Ross. It's it's like not even kind of close. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then the least person with the frenemy. Rachel. Phoebe. Oh, that's nice. My girl. Yeah. So it goes Ross with nine. <laughs> <laughs> he just sucks this season. Ugh. Chandler with five. Yes. We've had some ooh, ouchie moments with Chandler. Yeah, just yucky. Guest stars with four. <laughs> We've had some shitty like like good actors, but like icky people. Yeah, totally. Rachel with three, Joey with two, Monica with two, Phoebe with one. Okay. So it's funny because it's like, again, Monica's at the bottom. Like she's just not doing anything. She really is. She's like a non-starter. No. So my biggest frenemy is Ross with four votes. And then it's kind of spread evenly with the onesies and twosies down the board. Mm-hmm. Yours is heavy with Ross. And then... Three with Chandler. Yeah, he really bugs me the beginning of the season. It's just mm-hmm. like, because we don't, I don't think we see like the other pieces of him for a little bit. And so mm-hmm. I think he just really drives me crazy. Yeah. Again, not somebody that really has a lot going on, I would say. Yeah. He had way more moments in the first season. So we'll see yeah. how the second season picks up. Yeah. They're definitely like, you can see like this ebb and flow of like, okay, we're going to obviously the storyline with Ross and Rachel, and then we're going to kind of divert to another storyline. And it's like kind of coming back now and it will eventually come back to Chandler and Monica and then it'll go back. It's just like this ebb and flow. I feel like Chandler starts to get a lot more interesting. I think it's season or where he starts to date Kathy. I was just going to say it's when Kathy comes in is when I feel like he really comes forward a little bit more. That's a good point. Yeah. Lastly, sandwich ratings. Um, Very, very middle of the pack season. Yeah. Like very clustered in the middle. So we've got the most episodes are scored. 12 episodes scored with a three. Okay. Eight episodes scored with a four. Okay. Four episodes scored with a two. 
That actually seems like a lot of twos. I am sandbagging the twos. I gave three episodes a two. You only gave one. Okay, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> your your numbers skew more positive. You've given five fours, six threes, one two. I've given three fours, six threes, three twos. Okay. No fives, no ones. No. No. No, not yet. So. Interesting. Yes. But I feel like, I was like, is this even going to be kind of close? But interesting that Ross is middle of the pack for the best friends. I find that interesting too, but. Okay. Prediction for the rest of the season. Do you think that these will change much? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think Monica's numbers are going to change a lot. I think so. I think especially like knowing, knowing what comes in the next part of the season, I think that it's going to either even out or we're going to see like a come from behind victory. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll save this spreadsheet. So I know. Sweet. Data. Data. Not data. Who fucking knows? Shall we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. So our writers this episode are Jeff Astroff, Mike Sikowitz, and Michael Borkow. 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 I love it. And then our director is Michael Lembeck. So same same guy. Is this who your mom said I'm pronouncing it wrong? No, that's Peter Boners. Oh, yeah. We love Peter Boners. (laughs) It's Bonnert's. Thanks, Mom. No, I don't care about that. His but name we, is Boner. It's but we say boners, boners because we are children at exactly. heart. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um, our original air date is January 28th, 1996. New year, new me. <laughs> Episode recap. Jesus. New year, new me. <laughs> new year, new me. It's <laughs> almost as bad as hot. Like, hey, mama. Oh, my God. I just spent about 15 minutes going on a rant to Natalie at the beginning of this episode about how I hate now that I'm pregnant, I hate being called mama. <laughs> it's just like, Look no. at you, you hot mama. Look at that mama. Like just. <laughs> yeah, no, I. So I don't, my name? I don't mind it, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't mind it. Like I, I am fine being called it, but I think it is an overused phrase. Like, so what I was telling Tiana off air was like, I equate it to when women this is an extreme but it's like when people when we were young and we'd be like oh what's up slut like hey you whore it's like no yeah and stop and to be clear like i've called people mama before like not having been like pregnant and now that i am pregnant it's annoying yeah but you were also probably like it it was probably a different time of life or whatever you know it's like no clue yeah now you know like Okay, this annoys the <laughs> hell out of me. Do not do that. It drives me crazy. Yeah, it's over. It's overused is the yeah. problem. I don't have a problem with being called it, but like, don't call me mama. Don't call me mama bear. Like, yeah, mama bear. I don't know. Just no. I don't know. How about we just call you Tiana? Because that's thank your, you. That's your name. <laughs> or your bitch nicknames. is fine too. But you know, bitch is fine. I will take that. <laughs> I would much rather be called a bitch than mama. <laughs> Dude, whoa. I'm dead serious. <laughs> please. Extreme, but I like it. Okay, if I post, please, if I post a pic of my child on kindergarten, let's say. Okay. I want you to comment, you've got this, bitch. <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> I don't want anyone to be like, oh, mama, you're so excited. Oh, mama, you got this, mama. Like, come on, ma-. like, fucking, seriously, you have to promise me. 
any post that I post <laughs> with my child, you have to say, you've got this bitch. I, I promise you, I will <laughs> gladly do that for you. I just, re- I just really hope that you do. I'm going to remember this. So don't you, for- don't you don't worry. forget it. Don't I, forget it. I won't. You've got this bitch. I like it. All right. Speaking okay. of bitches, just kidding. Ross, let's talk about Ross. Ross has just a very small storyline. He's excited to hang out with the movie with Marcel on the movie set, but the night he get, he's um, supposed to hang out with him, he gets a call. Marcel has to work. The movie's wrapping up. Marcel finds Ross at the coffee shop the next day, and they get to hang out. Yay! Uh, it's just weird. I just, I just the monkey stuff. I'm like, over can you stop monkey. with the monkey stuff? I'm over the monkey. I find it creepy. I think it's like, it's. I'm done. The only thing I could think about with the storyline is like. It's, it's, it's mirroring kind of like moving on from a breakup. Like, yeah, he he says his final goodbyes and that's it. And it's like, let's send the monkey off into the sunset, please. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I'm on board with that. Chandler. Shall we talk to Chandler? Yeah, let's talk to Chandler. So Chandler runs into a beautiful woman that he used to go to school with. Her name is Susie Moss played by Julia Roberts. Mm. I love Julia Roberts. Love, love, love her. Quick. Favorite Julia Roberts movie. Oh my God, you can't do that to me. <gasps> okay, Runaway Bride, Pretty Woman, Pelican Brief. Oh, I forgot about Those Pelican are the top Brief. three. Ooh, okay. I think Runaway Bride and Pelican Brief. Oh, but Pretty Woman is so good. I know. What is yours? Runaway Bride, Mystic Pizza, mm. and... <gasps> oh. I mean, Oceans. She's so good oh, in the Oceans All movies. the Oceans. Jeez. Jesus, she's good. Sorry, continue. And I, th- I think um, Pretty Woman, it's a classic. Yeah. But yeah, Mystic Pizza's up there. Have you seen Mystic Pizza? I have, but I cannot for the life of me remember what it's about. Uh, it's like it's like that movie Cider House Rules. Very much. What the hell was that movie even about? I know I've watched it, but I don't know what it was about. It, it wasn't about anything. It's a movie. It's like, <laughs> si- it's like it's Seinfeld. It's like a movie about nothing. Like, yeah. But yes, Julia Roberts. Gorgeous. Absolutely adore her. Love her. Yes. So she reminds Chandler that during the class play, he pulled up her skirt and the entire audience saw her underpants. Oops. She hits on him heavily and they end up going on a date. Yay. Mm-hmm. The next day they're about to go to dinner. Susie convinces Chandler to wear his underpants to dinner, her underpants to dinner, which means she'll be going to commando. Oh my God. Gotta love it. At dinner, Susie tells Chandler she wants him in the bathroom. As he's undressing in the stall, Susie steals all his clothes and reveals that this is revenge plot for what he did to her in the fourth grade, making people call her Susie underpants until she was 18. You go girl. Also in your heyday of like dating, partying, whatever, mid twenties, early twenties, would you ever have had sex in a bathroom? No. Okay. Thank you. I was so I would. I wouldn't have out. sex in the bathroom now or ever. No. I I find it so disgusting. Like it's and it's not about the act in public itself. It is literally about the fact that you are in a bathroom where there are feces. It's I disgusting. It's cannot. the same thing as people going in the bathroom with no shoes. Okay. And that was my other thing is like, <laughs> all I'm doing is watching her feet. Like, oh my God. I she's know got I was them. watching her feet too. She doesn't have shoes on. Where are her shoes? This is so disgusting. <laughs> I think it was the episode you were gone and Graham was filling in for me. And Graham and I had chatted about this of like, there was an episode of Love Island where like this girl had sex in a porta potty. Yes. Oh my God. And like Graham and I were like, What? The actual fuck, like absolutely, it gross. is not hot to have sex in the bathroom. It is not no. hot to have sex in an airport or airplane. Air- airport, I stand by airport. There's that shit's dirty. Ugh. Porta potty, like no public places. You just shouldn't 
touch your genitalia too. <laughs> Vaginitalia. Vaginitalia. <laughs> no. no, it's ugh, ugh. It just it, it grosses me out so bad. I mean, I, I don't. She asked Chandler, do you ever want to do it on an elevator? Again, no. No. So many people touch those buttons. <laughs> There's poo on everyone's shoe. Did you poo in the shoe? It's just disgusting. Yeah, it is. And I'm not about it. So I did love though at the end, like when Chandler's stuck in the bathroom and Ross and Joey are like taunting him in his panties. Oh, hi, Tushy. Hi, Tushy. I thought that that was funny. And like, it's so iconic because you can, you know, you can know like when Chandler's naked, Ross and Joey are on the other side. It's such a good scene. Oh yeah. It's like, oh yeah, that's the one. That's the episode. Julia Roberts. Like you just, you know it. You absolutely know it. And I, yeah. I love it. Um, the, a big thing of going commando. Oh, do you, do you ever go commando? Yeah. I mean, like if I have shorts with like built in shorts sometimes, I guess, Mm -hmm. but like, no, I mean, I used to know girls in high school who would go commando in jeans and I'm just like, Oh, ow. I feel like it's like a funny thing of like, why is that like so hot? Like not wearing any underwear access. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's all I can think is yeah. why that's hot to a guy. I just think but it's funny that Joey doesn't wear underwear. That, that was my other thing is like, okay, wait a second. So he's not wearing underwear though. Like, doesn't that chief? There's more, there's stuff hanging out there. Like, yeah, I don't know, but yeah. It's just, just weird, but I, I really appreciate the revenge plot though from Susie. It was so thought out. I don't know that I would have gone to that length, but you know, love it. Have you ever been like depends at school or anything like that? Hmm. It happened to me once in high school. Oh my God. When? I was like getting water from a water fountain in this. And of course, like we're in, we're in volleyball. All we wear are fucking sweatpants. Sweatpants. And I think I had my spandex shorts on underneath. I don't remember, but it's so violating. It is very violating. I didn't know that happened to you in high school. Mm. Was it like our, like the girls from the team or was it just somebody? No, it was just some dude like thinking he's funny. Oh, fuck him. Yeah. I was like drinking water from the fountain. He pulled down my sweats. I was like, you're cool. Go fuck yourself, dude. I know. But no, I don't think I've ever been pantsed. Thank God. I think we did it as a joke when we knew somebody was wearing spandex underneath their sweatpants. Yeah, that's different. Yeah, totally. But when you're like just sitting there, just like unassuming, insecure teenager trying to get water. Also a little different when it's a guy yes. coming up and doing that. Like it's a little violating. So. It's just wrong. Yes. The only thing, the problem I had with this story is that Chandler uses a stall door to exit the restaurant. Yeah. And then I'm no just like. No way. <laughs> no how did you get it off to like people on the other side can see, but I get it. It's all for like conjecture and fun yeah. and like, but wouldn't he like, I'm pretty sure he'd be a sex offender now if he had no, no, cause kids weren't there. But if kids were there no. in the restaurant, you think no, like, is that too much? Yeah. He, I think that that would have been hard to prove, but I guess, yeah, he's not wanking off. No, <laughs> he's just in his underwear. Just, yeah, just hanging out a but little like, bit. Yeah, does he really need to get the stall door? That It's funny, I get it, but it's like not believable at all. No, 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 no. Definitely not believable, but it is such a moo point. Such a moo point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Okay, next storyline, Rachel, Monica, Phoebe. Yes. This one's a good one. You, you have thoughts? I Yes, I do, but I will let you continue, and I will wait for my thoughts. Okay, so Monica wants to go on a date with Jean-Claude Van Damme, who's in the movie, on the movie set. What do you think of Jean-Claude Van Damme? I like him. I was like... I really thought that he was ugly when I first like watched this show when I was younger and like looking at it now, I'm like, eh, he's kind of cute. He's definitely aged better. I think as like we've gotten older. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So R- Monica sends Rachel to go ask him out on a date. Oh, T- seriously. Grow up Monica. When Rachel goes and asks John Claude Van Damme, if he'll go out with Monica, he insists on, he hits on her and asks her out on a date and Rachel accepts. I like it. Me too. After the date, Monica is pissed at Rachel, saying she had no right to go out, go out with him. They get in a huge fight. Phoebe has to break it up. Yes. Monica wants Rachel to call it off with Van Damme and have him go out with her instead. Mm-hmm. As Monica is on the date with Van Damme, he reveals that, that Rachel told him he 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 only agreed basically because Rachel said that um, Monica wanted to do a threesome with him and Drew Barrymore. <laughs> and Drew has some ground Drew rules. Has some ground rules. I love that whole story. Wait. <laughs> Basically, Rachel setting Monica up, I think, is so funny. It's what she deserves. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to go for a guy, go on your own. Like it's, it's so pathetic that Monica sends Rachel to go ask him out for I her. I know. I think, and I was thinking about this too. I was like, I guess this are you could, in the fourth grade? Like this could all go back to her being like overweight and insecure in high school and and that kind of thing. Like that's the only thing I could think of. It's it. I feel like this episode is very like high school in a way where Mm -hmm. you've got like Susie and Chandler and like she's reverting back to her high school trauma with him and getting back at him. And now you've got Rachel and Monica and like it's so high school to be like, go ask him out for me. Oh, my gosh. Totally. You know what I mean? I hated it. So but I was thinking on on this and like I think like how do you think Rachel is on the date with Van Damme versus Monica? Cause like we see Monica on the date and Monica has no chill. She really doesn't. She's like, can you beat up that guy? Can you yeah. beat up that guy? Like again, no chill. I feel okay. I feel like Rachel is you on a date with a famous person. And I would be Monica. Like I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't have chill at all. And you would be like, Oh, they're famous. Whatever. Like they're just a person. Just get, yeah. They're yeah. just good. Just got to know them. Totally. And I'm more like, Oh my God. Like that's John Claude Van Damme. Can like, you beat this person? Can up? you beat this person up? You like, think I, I probably wouldn't be as annoying as her. I would hope, but not that I'm planning on dating a famous person anytime soon, Yeah, but I, I truly feel like Rachel doesn't Rachel has chill and Rachel has I think Rachel has good dating game too oh yeah she's way more smooth yeah and I think that she's just like she's also super confident in just like Mm -hmm. whatever because she knows she's hot yeah not in a bad way she's confident Mm -hmm. so yeah I was just thinking I was like the way that Monica was acting I was like see this is the problem like Rachel would not do this no she would not so um (laughs) Rachel and Monica, they have two fights. Pretty pretty physical fights. Uh yeah, it's hilarious though. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like the last the first one I think they're just like slapping each other, but then the last one, like Monica destroys Rachel's sweater by pulling on a thread and Rachel pours marinara sauce into Monica's purse. Wait, 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 wait. Don't do it. That's my third date sweater. Yeah. 
<laughs> Which you like third date sweater? Get a better sweater for your third date. I know. All I kept thinking is like, what do you wear with a sweater for your third date? But it got me thinking. Like, I feel like I've never like fought like this with a friend. That, but maybe if your roommates, because they fight like sisters. Totally. I've never physically fought with anybody, to be honest. So even your sister. Uh. <laughs> Maybe a little physical with my sister. I used to hold her down and tickle her. Um, yeah, but that's not the same thing. That's not the same thing. I really, we always fought with words. So it really has never truly been physical. But like that kind of like, no, you do it. No, I'm going to get you back. Like that's a total sister thing. Like we've, yeah. we've 100% done that to I, each other. I, I also don't think that Monica had as much of a right to be mad at Rachel for going on the date. The dude wanted to go on a date. The date with her should have gone over to him yourself. You should have gone over to him yourself. That's what I think. That's what you get for being a pussy. Yep. Yeah. You can't be mad because you made somebody else grab the spoon. Thank you. So that's what I We'll leave it there. Yeah. I do have to say though, Monica's red scarf in this episode is so good. Super cute. Yeah. I like it. And then at the very end, when they're walking down the street, Rachel's got this like short, like brown coat, but it looks like it's like a dress length. It's like the long brown coat skirt, I'm assuming, and like the tights and like, it's just so cute. Yeah. So chic. Yeah. I like that. It's very, um, yeah, I don't know. I do like that long coat and it's like, um, cause it looks like a dress. It's like a, it's yeah. like a crest what, coat dress. What, what am I trying to say here? Um, an optical illusion. It's kind of hmm. like, you're just like, oh, is that a coat? Is that a dress? dress? I don't know. I don't know. I like it. It's like in and college where, remember the college girls did the shress, the t-shirt dress? Oh my God. Yes. I was like too old for the t-shirt dress, but then like I was dating Graham and he was still in college and we would go to all these CSU football games and the amount of shresses walking shresses. around, I was just like. Did not know that that's what it was called. Jesus. I also have too much of an ass for a t-shirt dress. Like. Just was not going to work. And don't get me wrong. The stress did not discriminate when I saw it. <laughs> it was on everybody. Hey, that's good. I like it. No I, discrimination. I, I haven't been on a college campus in a long time, but I really hope that we've seen the end of the stress. I think so, because I think what's back now is all the 90s. And you see a lot of the oh. um, the short kind of mini skirts and the midriffs. Graham it's, calls them napkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah napkins. Do. Pretty much. I love a napkin. I love a good napkin. <laughs> okay, we'll take a quick break and then we'll get into some background and research. Woo. We got some tings. Okay, way back. We back. You looking teams. up stresses over there? Kind of. <laughs> I was just like, are they back? No, I don't. Th- I don't think that they're back. He's back. He's back. He's back. So this episode was the highest rated episode of the series. Like series. Really? Not season series. And I, I had to read that like three times. I was like, in- what? Including the finale? Mm-hmm. With really? 52.9 million viewers. That is super shocking. I wonder if it was the combination of John claude Van Damme and Julia, Julia Roberts. Roberts. I think also because of the fact that Julia Roberts and Matthew Perry got together after this episode. Mm. So I wonder if that we were like dating. Mm-hmm. It's like now when they get together and you're like, this is a PR relationship, but they were actually dating. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. And exactly. like, it seemed like the only reason they broke up is because Matthew Perry, like from reading his book, like they could have been a great couple. I know. And I think that it makes me really sad because I, I think that he really regrets 
mm-hmm. so many things. And I think that that's a big one for him because it, it again, it was just like, he knew that she was going to see him for who he was and too close. He did a self saboteur. Yes, he did. Um, Michael Lembeck, he is our director. Yes. He won an Emmy for Outstanding Individual Achievement in Directing for a Comedy Series for this episode. That's awesome. Which is interesting. It's the only Emmy won by the series in um in this year. This interesting. Season. I I guess I can see that, but mm-hmm. also that's kind of sad because I feel like it earned more, but whatever. Yeah, it's an interesting episode to win for directing, but I mean, it's a good episode. I get it. Yeah. So kind of going back to Julia Roberts, I, there's just like, I could go so into all of her movies and stuff, but I was like, wait a second. I know she had twins and I'm going to go back and then look. And so I know she's, she's still married to the father of her he's children. He's like a normie, right? He's, he's a cinematographer. Oh, so okay. he's in, he's in the industry. And I think that they met on the set of the Mexican. When, oh, that's a good movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I was like going back and looking and I was like, oh, she's married. And I was like, oh, wait a second. Her and Matthew Perry met on a set of friends mm-hmm. and she was separated from her current husband at the time, had no idea that she was married to Lyle Lovett. Who's Lyle Lovett? Exactly. No. So if you look him up, you'll <laughs> recognize him. He is a country music singer. And this was her first this husband. This was her first husband. Now listen. This guy? Yes. Ew. Right? Okay, so listen to this. Google's not doing him any favors by the images that they've picked either. So I know, guy. but I also think I that that's just to this man. That's just also him. Um, he is. So they meet, and three weeks later, they get married. Lyle Lovett and Julia Roberts. Lyle Lovett and fucking Julia Roberts oh got God. married in 1993. They were married for two years, and then they start. They started their trial separation in 1995, and were eventually. Uh, fully divorced two, shortly thereafter. A two-year marriage for a three-week courtship is kind of impressive. Well, that's a pretty good return on your investment. <laughs> but is that not the wildest thing? Like that's crazy. What? Like Lyle no love idea. it. What? So, but here's what's even more wild: is her twins are eighteen. Her twins are 18 years 18. old. I think they're about to be. Are 19. they in the industry at all? I don't know. Any nepotism going um, on? I think that they, I think recently her oldest daughter, um, I was looking at an article that was like, it was like her first red carpet. She was 18. They let uh-huh. her make the choice and she went out with her dad to some premiere. Cause he's, he's still obviously working too. Yeah. So oh, cool. But yeah. Super interesting. And, uh, not an exact carbon copy of Julia Roberts, but you can see like the mixture. But you know who is pretty close is Emma Roberts. Yes. You can tell like she's Julia Roberts niece and like the mouth. They have the same mouth. Totally. Isn't that wild? I love Emma Roberts. Me too. I think she's fabulous. Yeah. She's so good. I wonder how she's related to Julia Roberts. It is Julia's brother's daughter. Yes. Cause her dad is Eric Roberts. That would make sense. Yeah. Man. I know. It'd be a fun Christmas. I know. How cool. I'm digging it. I thought this was really funny. In the dubbed Spanish and Italian versions of this episode, Susie says like Bert, Susie says Bert Reynolds instead of Gabe Kaplan referring like to a mustache person. Yeah. The actress, it's like, she's going to look like, it's going to be like he's making out with Gabe Kaplan. Gabe Kaplan. But 
to be honest with you, like I think Burt Reynolds is more noticeable. I don't know who Gabe Kaplan is. I don't either. So Gabe I thought Kaplan. that, the, but in German, it's Clark Gable. Oh, I see. I mean, it's okay. I, I think Burt Reynolds is a much more mustachey reference than Gabe Kaplan. Right? It's yeah. not like they could use, uh, what's his name? Um, <laughs> thank Richard. You. Richard. Tom. Selleck. Selleck, thank you. Yeah, wow, we got there. Woo! Jesus. Wow, do I have pregnancy brain and I'm not even pregnant? It's rubbing off. <laughs> I joke with Graham that it's rubbing off because like he'll like, he's always been like, he's always been like the more spacey of us. Like I am not spacey. I am no organized as shit. I'm on it. I don't forget things, but like pregnancy is a whole new me. It just, you just have no control. It is what it is. Yep. And it's kind of nice to have an excuse. <laughs> I will say. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that pregnancy brain. It. It's totally pregnancy brain. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was an asshole. It's pregnancy brain. But then if anybody's like, are you just dealing with your hormones? Oh, I would come for you. Unless so, I use it. Yeah. I have to be yeah. the one using I'll be like, it. Are you really telling the hormonal pregnant lady that this is like because thing? of hormones? Yeah. Oh, or it. I'll just use it as an, as an excuse. Like you're really totally. going to come to the pregnant hormonal lady. Yeah. I'll use it. But I'm allowed to, to use with the it. hormone shit. You're not allowed to use it, but yeah. I'm allowed to use it. So this was so cute. And I had, I feel like I knew this, but I forgot. So Lisa, so the assistant to the director is Julia Roberts, older sister, Lisa Roberts Gill Gillen. I did not know that. I feel like I kind of knew that, but then like, I totally forgot. I, and I was thinking this episode too, I was just like, I always really liked her character because I thought that she was a little funny. spicy and funny. So yeah. that's really cool. I love it. Oh, Lisa Roberts. Gillen. Gillen. Yeah. She, I don't want to be mean, but I'm going to. She Did has not, not aged well. Okay. Let me see. Has not aged well. Come look at this nonsense. She just, you know, if your sister is Julia Roberts. Yeah, she's, mm. <laughs> you let's just put it this way: you don't want to be Lisa if your sister is Julia Roberts, right? Yeah, just gonna say it. Just yeah. gonna say it. I agree. We can't all be winners. Can't all be winners. But she was so cute this episode. I know she was really cute, but maybe it's just a bad picture. Maybe Google didn't do her favors either. Just Google like, doesn't do anyone favors. Just like Jesus. Oh man. So I, I feel like this is very obvious, but they're referencing the movie Outbreak. With I the, didn't know that. You didn't know that? I haven't seen the movie Outbreak. Oh, okay. Maybe it's because I liked the movie Outbreak because who's oh. in that? Renee, not Renee Zellweger. Um, it's the woman from Tin, Tin Cup. I don't know what Tin Cup is either. Renee Russo? Renee Russo. Yes. Fuck. You have not seen Tin Cup? That is a classic <laughs> Co Kevin Costner movie. I haven't seen it, but you know what Rene Russo is in that's really good is the Thomas Crown Affair. That is a great movie. That is one of the best movies. That's yeah. a, that's with uh, so Tom, good. Tom, not Tom Hanks. Holy shit, Tom Cruise. No, 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 no. no Thomas it's Affair. um Pierce Brosnan. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, Remember he like wrecks the sailboat. Yes, so yes, good, yes, so good. But yeah, so I I like the movie Outbreak. Um, and, and so I think that like, I just have always known that reference, but is it based on a pandemic? Oh yeah. Deadly virus spreading through the universe. started by a monkey. I don't know if I could watch this now. I don't know. I mean, I think it's probably pretty ugh. outdated. I'm sure it's super outdated, mm -hmm. but yeah. Any of the like mass pandemic movies, I think a lot of us are probably like, I'm triggered. 
It's enough. Enough. Like I, I'll see stuff about like the new COVID strain in Michigan, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I don't want to see it. No. Shut it down. Shh. Nobody's interested. No nope. way. Stop. stop it. Stop. Just stop. Stop. We're done. Yep. <laughs> We're done. COVID is done. Move on. We've moved on. I'm putting my head in the sand and everything's fine. Exactly. Move yeah. on. Yes. Oh man. I'm cl- I'm grateful for the more cleanliness awareness. Now let's move on. Yes. And no. No. Like I definitely You don't like being clean? No, I like being clean. <laughs> I just I think that I now see how much like a <laughs> a sickness or an illness. I'm just like I immediately go to like all these other things. It's just like, I don't know. Well, I just think it's like hey, if you're sick, don't spread it. Yeah. Be nice be be aware about like maybe you don't go into work that day. Yeah. I Assuming you have that privilege. Yes. Understanding right. that some people don't have that. No. But I just think like under I think it's much more appropriate. Like if let's say you're having a family function and someone doesn't feel good, like if you have a family function and someone is sick and they still show up, I'm gonna be really mad at you. This is true. This is very true. Maybe it's go making, home. It's making me very hyper aware. It just makes me so hyper aware of the spreading. So I'll give a good example. Um, Our daughter had hand, foot and mouth disease Mm -hmm. like a month ago. And we noticed that she had a dry spot on her mouth, but we didn't think anything of it because she has eczema. And so we're just like, well, that's a little bit of eczema. And we went to a friend's house on Sunday and we played, she played with her kids. She, you know, she's two, she puts shit in her mouth. It just Mm -hmm. happens. And we also went to a public pool. Oh. And the next day, like that night, she really started to feel bad. She had a fever. And then we realized that we had gotten an email from the school like two weeks prior that it had been going around the school. We felt horrible. And so here I am on the horn with our friends like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm gesticulating too much over here. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. And like our friends, luckily we're just like, don't worry about it. It's all good. Like everything's fine. Yeah. I feel like with kids, it's a little bit like kids are sick all the time. I'm, I'm yes. talking about like grown ass adults that are like, but I wanted to come because I wanted to see you. Like go home. You're sick. You're this nasty. True. Leave. This is very true. You're nasty. Yeah. But as the adult, I feel bad because like no, I should I have it. had that. Like I should have been the one that was like, Wait a second. What is that on your face? And yeah. I feel like it's, it is so tough with kids though. It's a great, it's, there's so much gray. Like they're always sick. Always. They're always bringing shit home. Oh my God. And then like, sometimes you just don't realize it. Nope. Mm-mm. So. Not at all. But okay. The time has come. Yes. For our best friend in front of me. Yes. Oh, you know what I did? I, I made a monumental decision today. Oh. <gasps> And do you want to know who my best friend is? Oh my God. If it's going to steal mine, is it Julia Roberts? It's Susie. I, that's what mine was going to be. <laughs> it's funny. Cause we said that no, no guest, guest stars. stars, no guest stars have gotten best friend. And then on this episode, Susie is our best friend. Not just because she's Julia Roberts, but because she comes back for revenge and she gets him good. Yeah. She gets him really good. She's amazing. She's, but also like it's Julie Roberts and her performance in this episode is really good. It's brilliant. Really, really good performance. Absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah. So good. Who's your friend of me? Uh, the same. Oh man, this is hard because 
part of me wants to say Monica because she pussed out. She should have just done it herself. Mm -hmm. The other part of me wants to say Rachel because I feel like that's Mm. slight girl code. I'm going to put both of them. They're going to get both get it. Monica and Rachel. Monica and Rachel. If we're going to lump in Joey and Chandler, Mm -hmm. I'm going to lump in Monica and Rachel. That's that's fair. That's fine. I picked Monica. Yeah. It's so lame and weenie to go make your friend like in in your mid 20s. Go have your friend talk to a guy and ask him out for you. Totally. And then and then to be like, make him go out with me. Like what? What? What is the matter with you? Yeah. Oh, no. It's just so stupid. Oh no. <laughs> so, yes. Um sandwich reading? I struggle because I want I want to say four, but I feel no, I got it. You know what? It's Julia. It's a four. I you know what? I was hanging around a high 3. I'm going to go four. Yes. It's a good it's a good episode. I mean, Julia Roberts is so fucking good. Right. And you, like you said earlier, like you see that picture of the three of them above yeah. the, the stalls and it's just like, you know, that episode. And I think it's the line, like Joey comes into the bathroom first and he's like looking at Chandler and Ross comes in and he goes, Joey, you know, people don't like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> people don't like when you look at them over the stall. <laughs> just so good. It is so good. I love it. Yeah. Yay. The one after the Super Bowl part two. Yes. Part one. Nah. Two. Much better. Love it. Um. Okay. Next one is the one with the prom video. <gasps> I'm so. The excited. time has come. The time has come. I think this is when we start turning a corner. Yes. You know, we we turn a corner on a lot of storylines in this in this just one episode itself. But okay, who is more unlikable for you, season one Richie or? First half of season two, Ross. Season one, Richie. The bear. Oh, and the bear. Sorry. Ooh, okay. You can't read my mind? Yeah, so sorry. (laughs) So season one, Richie, or season two, Ross? Yeah. (sighs) Season one, Richie. You think? He's a little bit... mm, They're annoying in such different ways. Yeah. Season two... Richie is obviously a much more like... He's just... He lashes out a lot. Very aggressive. Ross is whiny as fuck. So, but it's like you could make an, you can make an argument for either. Yeah, isn't it kind of crazy? It really is kind of crazy. Like there's some days where I'm like, dude, I can't handle your whininess. I'd rather hang out with Richie being a dick. And then there's other days where I'd be like, no, nah, he's like way too intense for me. I'd rather deal with you being whiny. There's some points that the, like this first half of the season, I'm like, Rachel is too good for Ross. Yes, like. like I was so invested and I'm sure I'll change, but like doing this rewatch, I'm like, I don't care about Rachel and Ross. He's a dick. Yeah. He's a horrible whiny baby that I don't like. It's the whininess that really gets me. I'm just like, you're so wimpy and just like doing the like indecisive with the, with the list and all that stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I'm like, why was I so invested in Rachel and Ross? Ross sucks. Yeah. But that's just because we're going episode by episode. And like, that's the frame of mind that I'm in right now is like, Rachel can do so much better. Right. And I, I will say I'm really struggling now being a season and a half deep into this, not binging it and just letting it roll. I know. I'm like, I feel like my, my drug connection got cut off because I just want a dosage of friends and I can't. So you know what I started rewatching was Will and Grace. 
Oh, that's a good one. So good. Yeah. So that's my new like bingeable, have it on in the background, white noise thing now. Did I tell you I started Real Housewives in New York? <gasps> the new one? Yeah. No. I did. What are your thoughts? I like it. Okay. I, you know, I'm a huge OG New York fan. I so I think I got you into Housewives. You did. During and I COVID. told you to watch, I told you to watch New York first, right? You were like, if you do anything, watch New York first, then go Beverly Hills. Yeah. And so I haven't gone Beverly Hills yet. I love Lisa Vanderpump. Oh my God. So you love Lisa Vanderpump? I do. I talk to me. At the love end of this love se- might season. be strong. That might be a strong word. I like Lisa Vanderpump. Love I wish I was in your spot, like not having watched Beverly Hills and being able to watch it for the first time through. Like, oh my God, what a ride. Very similar to New York. Okay. So let me, we have to recap, but yeah. So I'm, I'm watching the new season, the rebooted season, all new cast. Mm-hmm. And I like it a lot. Oh God. There's, um, I, I kind of like watch it, but I'm not trying to get too invested or too serious in it. I really like this girl, Aaron. She's hilarious. She's the tall one with the glasses. No, that's Jenna Lyons, oh. who's also really great. Um, there's this fashion contributor or f- like influencer called Psy. Like they're all really great. Ooh. There's this girl on their Bryn who's like, I think she's very polarizing for people. People oh. like really hate her, but also like I've also seen people really like her. At first, I really didn't like her, and now I'm like, oh, I, I, I. There's some redeeming qualities like. I don't hate this person. Like I, I, I'm at first I was like, why is she on my screen? She's a try hard, but she actually, I, she is entertaining okay. and I actually am liking her more. So, okay. Ooh, I'm excited. And I, need I to really, I was really, really like not wanting to do it. I know it's hard because New York OG was so good mm-hmm. and yeah, but okay. All right. Well, I will, if I had to pick, OG or new New York or Beverly Hills. What should I do? Oh, I would just continue New York because we're like, I would just start watching the New York and just continue finish this season. Then go to Beverly Hills. All right. I'm in, I'm doing it. Yeah. That's next up. Okay. All right. Well, that was the one after the Super Bowl good episode we will see you guys next wednesday thank you so much for listening to the pivot podcast you can rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcast make sure to follow along on instagram at the pivot pod email us at don't take my wind at gmail.com with all question comments whatever we'll talk to you later bye, bye.